Welcome to The Well Woman Show, where we interview women executives, leaders, and entrepreneurs. And you're listening to The Well Woman Show, where motivated women achieve fulfillment and well-being. You're listening to The Well Woman Show. Take time for myself by coming to things like Well Woman Drinks. To be accepting of myself no matter what. Step away from judgment as much as possible. You're listening to The Well Woman Show. Just, you're going to be in for a good ride. I don't regret anything. Everything I've ever done, I've learned from it, one way or another, good or bad. Being a little bit selfish for yourself, you know, put your own oxygen mask on first and then give what's left. I'm a woman. I would prefer to, to tell my own story. My story, though it's very personal, is universal. You're listening to The Well Woman Show. And now your host, Giovanna Rossi. Hi, Giovanna Rossi here, and welcome to another episode of The Well Woman Show, where I interview women leaders, executives, and entrepreneurs about their lives and their road to becoming and being who they are today. Are you feeling burned out or finding it hard to focus on your goals, or are you in transition? Well, you're not alone. We all need to activate our superpowers. These are the internal strengths and abilities we all already have, but don't use all the time. Superpowers can be cultivated, and they include empathy, love, intuition, courage, and more. As always, this episode is brought to you by Well Woman Life, a global community of women living our best lives. Whether it's your health, relationships, your money, or making an impact in your community and the world, Well Woman Life has you covered. You've made a commitment to not settle, to use your voice, and to live your best life. Well Woman Life offers annual memberships, workshops, and retreats to support you. Check out wellwomanlife.com slash Facebook to join our growing community. Now back to the show. I'm speaking with Erica Mandy this morning. Welcome to the show. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited to talk to you. We were just doing our little pre-interview talk and it's very exciting what you're doing. So I want to tell everybody um, a little bit about Erica so you know what we're what we're doing here. Um, Erica's an award-winning broadcast journalist and former TV news reporter, and she's the founder and host of The Newsworthy. She combines more than a decade of journalism experience with her own voice and style to provide fast, fair, and fun daily news updates in less than 10 minutes, Monday through Friday. And the um, where can they find you? It's thenewsworthy.com. That's it. Okay. And you can also just search The Newsworthy wherever you listen to podcasts. Yeah. Okay. So she's got a podcast. I've actually listened to it. It's really really great because it's short and it really kind of just gets to, you know, what do I really need to know? Like, I don't have, you know, an hour to be skimming through everything. So uh, I can listen to your, your podcast and you kind of like summarize it all. So um, it's very cool. So welcome to the Well Woman Show. We're so happy to have you. Thank you. And thank you for saying that about the newsworthy. I'm so glad to hear you enjoy it. Yeah. So um, Erica, let's start with, um, tell me, so we've heard your bio. We know, you know, that you're a badass. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, tell us, you know, kind of titles and bios and all that aside, who are you in the world today? I think of myself as both a risk taker and a supporter. And the reason I've kind of honed in on those two is because I did an exercise that I actually think everybody should do. Um, I was taking an online business course and they said, one of the things I want you to do is email 20 friends and ask them to tell you what they think your superpowers are. And 
I did that. And it was so interesting, not only to just bond with your friends about what they think with you about you, but also to hear the themes. They're each telling you individually what they think about you. And there tends to be a couple of themes throughout these 20 people. Mm-hmm. And the themes for me were one, um, I can always count on you. You all, you know, you always support me when there's good and bad. Um, and the second theme was all about risk taking. So you know, when I moved out to California, I jumped into learning how to play volleyball. When, I, you know, with my job, I quit my job to start the Newsworthy and just kind of going headfirst into opportunities, but also taking on challenges and really uh, doing what I say that I want to do. So I really took those two things to heart. And I would say those are the two th- things that I put out to the world, um, both for myself as a risk taker and for others to support, especially other women. So risk taker and supporter. Yeah. Is that right? That's cool. I think so. so yeah. We're going to talk about superpowers later. Okay. I jumped ahead. <laughs> no, no, no. This is good because we it, it may or may not be uh, the same. So depending on, um, but that, that's very cool. So um, you are a business owner. What other kind of roles do you play in the world? Sure. So um, I am married, so I'm a wife. Um, I want to be a mom one day. I'm not yet. Um, and you know, it's a friend, a a sister, a daughter. Um, I think those are my, my main roles. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a lot, right? I mean, that's the thing is on the well woman show, we always start with like, what are all of these things that who are we being in the world in all of these different ways? Because we're juggling so much and we have to be, you know, when we're, when we're being a sister or a mom or a wife or a business owner, we have to fully be that in that moment, right? And that can be really crazy making um, when we are juggling so much. And so part of what we do on the show is talk to women who are doing it and get some really good insight from you about how you're doing it, how you got to where you are and, and, you know, that kind of thing. So, um, yeah. I I would say the, the thing that I always like when I hear this is you can be, you can have everything, but not all at once necessarily. So, and what that means is not that you can't have kids and own a business and all that stuff at once, but it's in that moment, focus on that one thing. Right. So it's, you know, right now I'm being the business owner and the woman that's talking to you, but if I'm deciding to spend time with my husband, I'm going to put everything else away and spend time with him. And it's about focusing on the one thing that you're doing at that moment. And it's super easy, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it's like yeah, so I know. easy. Yeah, I know. Right? No, it's it's a challenge. I mean, I yeah. think I think we're we're always trying to figure that out. And sometimes we're better at it, and other times, you know, we're not. Like I wrote down one of my goals this year was to whenever I'm with my kids, I am not working. Right. And it sounds so simple, like, yeah, duh. Why why would you be working when you're with your kids? But you know, it's like you feel the guilt you, on all sides. You yeah. might need to take a phone call or you're trying to like, you know, cram two things in at one time and it just doesn't work. So being really mindful of that. Absolutely. I think you hit it on the head is being conscious of it mm-hmm. so that you can at least try yeah. in that moment. Yeah. And to be conscious of it, we have you know what do you have to do in your life to actually be able to be conscious of anything in the moment, you know? So there are 
for me, it's, um, you know, I really try to kind of make that to-do list the night before. It doesn't happen all the time, Mm -hmm. but if I can, that really helps me set the day and say, okay, I'm going to have time later that night to do, be with these people. So during these hours, I'm going to really focus on trying to get these three tasks done. And I also, you know, uh, one thing that I've heard Tim Ferriss say a lot, which I really connect with is what are your one to two must do's that day? Instead of trying to have this list of 10 things that we're trying to accomplish every day and then we get overwhelmed and then we just say, oh, I'm going to go hang out with my dog. Um, Instead, it's what are the one to two must do's that that you have to do that day? And that really gets you to focus Mm. on accomplishing whatever it is in that space. And maybe that's in your personal one to two things in your personal life and one to two things in your career life. And, and then you know what your goal is for that day. So when I can do that, I'm definitely setting myself up for more success. Yeah. Oh, definitely. I just did a quick little video yesterday about, um, the secret to my morning routine and the secret to my morning routine is the night before is, is whatever I do the night before. It's not about the morning at all, you know? So Absolutely. Um, so real quick, I'm really interested because I've heard this, uh, um, and, and I've done it to a certain extent, but this thing of emailing 20 people or whatever and asking them. So um, I think listeners might be really interested and might want to actually do it themselves because yes. it's a great way to quickly dial in on how you're perceived in the world. And so what exactly did you do? How did you pick the 20 people and what did you ask them? So I will give a shout out to Marie Forleo because uh, it was her B school that that kind of okay. that I took when I was kind of transitioning from being a TV news reporter to an entrepreneur, really. You know, when I started the Newsworthy, and so I took her course. And one of the first things she had us do was that. And um, so one of the key things is in- individually emailing those people and not making it a group thing because as soon as they see other names on the email they're going to assume that somebody else will answer and it's not as important. But if it's sent directly to them and you tell them, you know, I thought you would be really great for this because we're so close or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, just tell them, I, I'm only looking for a few sentences. I don't want you to spend a ton of time, but I'm doing this program and, you know, put it on someone else. I'm doing this course, I'm doing this program, or I'm going through this uh sheet. And it's telling me that I'm supposed to email 20 friends. You are really important to me. And so I thought you would be a great person to answer if you don't mind, you know, if, if you don't have time, no worries, but, uh, it would mean a lot to me if, if you could take a few minutes. Mm. Um, and I would say most of the 20 people I emailed responded within 24 hours with, um, really nice things. Some people wrote whole paragraphs and I never knew that they felt that way about what I was doing. And so not only, I mean, it warmed my heart. I felt like connected with those people even more than I already did. Um, and then it also told some, told, uh, me something about myself because there were those two themes that everybody was saying individually. Mm. So, um, and then how I picked for me, I've moved around a lot for my job. So I tried to pick a few people from each city that I've lived in and the people that I've really stayed in contact that I felt like knew me today and not necessarily back in the day. So they still, you know, we're still talking on a fairly regular basis or we, when we were together within the last few years, they uh, had an impact on my life. Mm. Okay. So not family, but like colleagues, friends, that kind of thing. Yeah. I think family can be, well, you know, I don't, I wouldn't put that aside, um, I think I did email my aunt or something, Um, but I I mostly did friends because I think they can take a step back more than family, in my opinion. Yeah. 
Yeah, interesting. Okay, so that's a great uh, tip for people to act on right away here on the show. Um, Erica, I want to ask you, what are you working on right now? And obviously, I think you're working on the newsworthy, right? But uh, I wanted to ask you, what are you working on? And how does it impact women's lives? Yeah, so I I would say the newsworthy because I launched uh, four to five months ago. It's kind of the thing I'm diving head head first into. Um, But I also am really excited about um, the fact that a nonprofit organization called Take the Lead um, chose me as one of 50 women for 50 women that can change the world in media and entertainment. And it's all about gender parity and making sure that we uh, are not just working our way up and trying to break the glass ceiling, but also creating, instead, creating a new um, system in the first place and supporting each other along the way um, to make sure that we're, you know, equal as women, especially in media and entertainment, because society watches media and entertainment, and whether that's news or Hollywood, um, and that can impact how everybody feels about the situation. Mm -hmm. You know, who are they seeing as the expert on TV? Who are they seeing as the lead role in a movie? And so we want to make sure that's men and women in an equal way. And so I'm really excited about that. That's going to be kicking off really soon. And um, they're going to be teaching me even more tools on how to use my voice in that way and to take control of my career and have leadership skills and um, and then how we can pass that on to other people. So Ooh, I'm really excited that. about that. Yes. Yeah. And so um, so what does that look like? So it's, it's a training or like you get together with these other 50 people and, and you all go through this together and then develop sort of what you want to, what your plan is? Yeah. So this is a nonprofit organization that offers courses and stuff to other people. So anybody can go to taketheleadwomen.com and sign up for the free newsletter for free tips. And then there's all the information about various courses um, that you can get. This program is a new program this year, um, that the idea is to change the world by 2025. Mm -hmm. And, um, so there's a specific timeline and it's a four month program. And then I'm sure the next year, you know, they'll do another 50 women. Um, but the program has, I, I'm still learning a little bit about it, but it has different trainings, both online and then we have four events in person where we connect and partner with the other women. Um, and then there's some online trainings and then we, you know, collaborate and take it from there. So I'm still learning about it, but I'm really yeah. excited about it. And do you expect it will be sort of really nuts and bolts things like how do you negotiate, you know, a contract and, and like stuff like that? Or is I think it it's going to be level? a level. I think it's going to be a little higher level. Um, I think it's going to be using your voice to bring on other people and and make sure that everybody understands this issue, but then also taking charge of your career. And so maybe that's negotiating, but maybe it's finding a new career. You know, I think um, the organizers say that there's nine power tools. And so I'll learn more about that Mm, as I go. So I'll report back to you. Yes, (laughs) we would love to hear about it. Congratulations on that. Thank you. Um, that's cool. I kind of think men, there, there needs to be a course for men to, yeah. um, to teach them how to, you know, include women <laughs> when, uh, you know, there are a lot of male reporters that or or just in general, like the, the male dominated, you know, culture, where men don't reach out to women as spokespeople or as resources or as, you know, um, experts. 
And I don't necessarily think it's an intentional thing. I think it's, you know, so much subconscious that, and honestly, Mm -hmm. women do it too, because if that's what we're seeing or if that's what's easy, because there are more, you know, men right now in higher positions, let's say, um, then that's kind of where you can default. And so it's, again, about being conscious about it. Um, There's a great resource called SheSource. Um, I think it's the Women's Media Center that puts it on. But I would always check that as it's an idea as a reporter, because they provide women who are diverse. Um, as experts in fields as just an idea. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I think it's, it's men and women just being conscious of it and taking a step back and realizing, okay, how can we represent more people in everything we do because they exist. And then I would flip it. And I would say the women who are in those roles that are typically male dominated need to step forward and be that voice mm-hmm. um, and be the one that makes themselves available within, you know, a few hours to talk to that reporter because they want to be that face of that expert. Yeah. Because sometimes, you know, we're under deadline and we just have to go with whoever we can find. So uh, so I would I would say on both sides, we need to be conscious of it and really step up. Yeah, no, definitely. Ooh, I love it. Okay. So um, tell me, uh, tell the listeners, what what do you do with Newsworthy? And why is why? First of all, how does it work um, for you? And and how did you develop it as a business model? Because it's a podcast, right? Right. Um, So first of all, when I was a TV news reporter for the last 10 years, um, especially in the last few years, I kept hearing from really smart people that they were kind of tuning out the news because let's face it, it can be depressing, boring, um, really time consuming, as you mentioned. And frankly, you know, as, as our society becomes a little bit polarized, they feel like they're getting too many opinions. There's too many political debates on Facebook. Um, then, you know, people feel the news can be biased. And so I just realized that I kept hearing the same things over and over. What can I do about it? Instead of following the same path that, you know, everybody tells me that I should be going down, how can I take a step back and create something new that I want and that I keep hearing that I really think other people would want as well. Mm. Um, and so that's how it kind of got started. And so once I came up with the idea, I ran some surveys, I talked to people and I got really good feedback. And so I said, let's go for this. And, um, it's been so rewarding hearing from people that it makes a difference for them that like, I can listen, I can stay informed without so much negativity. And the way that I do that is still telling you, um, you know, some of the top stories, some of the political stories that you need to know to know what's going on in the conversation, know issues that might affect you, but also to to take a bigger picture at the news. I mean, the news is not just politics. It can be tech stuff that's going on. It can be the award show that's happening tonight. It can be a good news story. Um, And so I try to put all of that, you know, in 10 stories within 10 minutes, basically, Mm, um, so that you are staying informed, but in a well-rounded way that's going to be a little less depressing or alarmist. Um, And so... So yeah, when I started that and I feel like uh, it's growing because people are are saying, I want to stay informed without looking at clickbait or uh, all that. So what is the business model there? Yeah. So um, I am really focusing on audience growth right now. I have uh, some one sponsor at this point. Once I grow the audience, I will take on more sponsors um, as an initial way to monetize. So I'm 
halfway to where, where I'm going. Um, but obviously my focus right now is audience growth. And so while I was in my career before I saved up some money and really am giving myself the time to grow it to where I need it to be, to make the money sustainable. Um, I'm making some money. I'm on my way to making the money that I want. Um, and so that's one way. And then as I grow, I see it expanding. So I would love to offer people a way to pay for it and get it ad free. Um, and kind of offer that freemium model. Mm-hmm. Um, and then eventually, you know, maybe it's events, maybe it's products, and it's just expanding it. Um, I would love to offer a video version in the future and kind of be multi-platform. You know, maybe it's partnering with um, some of these video streaming services in the future. So I see it really growing. You know, I'm four to five months in. So at yeah. this point, it's just about the visibility, making sure people know about it and love it, and <clears throat> and then I'm going from there. Yeah, Awesome. That's great. Okay, so I'm speaking with Erica Mandy with The Newsworthy, and you can check out our podcast at thenewsworthy.com uh, or just search The Newsworthy anywhere where you listen to a podcast. And um, Erica, we're going into this segment called Superpowers for Success. And this is where I get to ask you quick questions and um, the listeners get to really learn from you about how you've done what you've done. And um, so the first question is, what does success in life mean for you? I think for me, it's about not having regrets that I didn't try. So it's looking back and knowing that I tried my best, that I put my best foot forward in the best possible way, and that I just went for it. Whatever it is that I wanted, that I tried. So no matter how it turns out, because right, it never turns out exactly how we think it's going to, it's knowing that I would have regretted I that if I didn't try, I would have regretted that or always wondered what if. And so for me, it's it's going for it and trying and seeing it through. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's cool. Um, and before we continue with these questions, actually, I just did want to jump in and, and ask you since when we were talking about the newsworthy, I meant to ask you about the freebie that you're um, providing for our listeners this week, which people can find at wellwomanlife.com slash podcast. And you can find the latest um, episode there or, or search for Erica Mandy. And tell us about this freebie because this is very unique and very cool. Thank you. I know. I was. I created this just for your audience because I was thinking, what can I offer someone that's going to help them in, in the news world? Well, I realized that a lot of times we're so busy in life, we don't always recognize what our own interests are? What what are the issues that we care about? What are the issues we want to get involved in or just read more about? And so one way we can do this is um, I created a, a worksheet that you can print off one for each month. And each day as you listen to the Newsworthy or however you get your news, pick one story that kind of stood out to you the most, that interests you the most, and just jot that down. Take two seconds and jot that down and do that each weekday. And then when you look back on the month, choose the four stories that uh, really interest you the most out of the month. And those four stories will tell you what are the stories that interest you the most. It's like kind of this big picture of, oh, I always tend to look at tech stories or I always tend to look at stories about immigration or whatever it is. Um, And that tells you a couple of things. One, what are you most passionate about? What interests you the most that maybe you want to go read more about or um, get involved in some sort of organization about? And two, it's just great to have these stories top of mind when you're stuck in a networking position um, situation where you need something extra to talk about or maybe you're just, you know, with your mom's cousin or something like that that you don't know that well and you want to have a great conversation. 
and not just talk about the weather. So I love having some stories in my back pocket that I can bring up and have an interesting, intelligent conversation. And whether it's politics or tech or entertainment, whatever it is for you, it's knowing those those stories that light you up that you want to talk about with other people. And just by taking two seconds each day and looking at this worksheet, you can start to identify those over time. Hmm. I love that. Okay, so you can get the worksheet at wellwomanlife.com slash podcast. And uh, this is great because it's both self-reflective in in that, you know, you can look back and really start understanding like, wow, I'm really drawn to these particular topics. Um, and it's, it's just also very useful to do. Yes. So that's great. So thank you for that, Erica. Yes. And um, back to our superpowers for success. So the, the next question I want to ask you is, when did you know you were really good at what you do? Mm. When so, did that happen? I tend to think there's moments along the way that lead up to to eventually feeling good at something. And so, I mean, I would start the process back in high school. I mean, I remember very clearly my AP English teacher reading my paper to the class and just raving about it. And I said, wow, you know, maybe this writing thing is something um, that I want to get involved in. And then it's even, you know, I grew up dancing and it was after the the dance recital, all the parents coming up and say, wow, Erica, you really, you know, you stood out in that. And so for me, when I got to school, I was able to look back on those moments and say, okay, performing in front of people, being with people, being part of a team, and then um, also writing are two of my passions that people have, that, you know, I'm good at because of those moments along the way. So then I was able to choose journalism and, oh, wow, and I can make a difference through journalism and really impact people's lives. And so that led to journalism, which then, you know, leads to the next step, which is getting that first job, et cetera. And so I don't think it's this one big thing, but just the moments along the way that, that lead you and guide you. And then of course, you know, after the 10 years <clears throat> of being in that career, um, I was able to stop and say, okay, I've come this far. I started in a small town in Missouri as a part-time reporter, and now I'm in the second largest news market in the country in Los Angeles. And I did that in, you know, seven years. Um, and, and so it's like, well, okay, maybe I can do this. Okay. And that gives me the confidence to say, maybe I can start my own thing. And maybe I'm uniquely positioned to start the newsworthy. And so having that realization was what gave me the confidence to quit my job and start something brand new. So I find that so interesting because um, so much of, you know, realizing that we're good at something is external validation from mm. like the teacher or the the parents at the dance or, you know, the, all of this like external validation. But actually, when you made the decision to really quit your job and start Newsworthy, there was an, an internal knowing, like an internal wisdom that you had to, to be able to do that. I would say that's why it starts in the early stages, right? We learn how it feels when we're good at something and, oh, they said that I'm good. Okay. And so that helped guide me to know what that feels like. And then by the time I reached Los Angeles and I was older, it's that internal uh, reflection and saying, okay, I did this. I, you know, worked my way up. I am getting... um you know, I can feel confident when I go on air and I talk about a story and I write a story and I feel good about that story. And so absolutely, I think that happens over time. Yeah. And I think like you just hit the nail on the head there with like when you're on air doing your story and you feel confident without anybody telling you that you're doing a good job, that's that inner knowing of like, 
I'm rocking this. Like, this yes. is awesome. Yeah. And sometimes it means working through the fear a little bit because when I put that first show out for the newsworthy, you better believe I was scared. Like, what are people going to think about this? But I still had, even though I was scared, I still had that confidence that, okay, I know that I know what I'm doing and yeah. I can be good at it. Now, will other people like it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Okay. So next question, Erica. What, um, what is one habit that you have, like a daily habit that contributes to your well-being? Sure. So I would say, actually, there's two things, one that I've done for a long time and one that I've picked up more recently. Um, one is working out. If I go more than two days without exercising, I feel it emotionally. Like I'm not my best self and I'm not my most positive self if I'm not, um, you know, taking at least one workout class or going for a walk or a run or whatever it is. Um, and then the one that I picked up more recently, especially when I started my own business, because we have it's even more anxiety uh, filled because it's yours um, is meditating. So for me, it's just five to 10 minutes a day, but that makes a huge difference for me. um, If I, again, for the positivity, the productivity um, and just feeling good. And so meditating and working out are the two things that I really try to do every day um, or at least, you know, a few times a week. Yeah, for sure. No, definitely exercise is a, it's a mental health issue. Absolutely. <laughs> it's like you've yeah. got to exercise to, to you know, um, be healthy mentally. And <clears throat> the meditation too, you know, I, I also meditate and I think a lot of listeners meditate, but there are women out there who have tried it and have struggled or they, they just, it's hard to keep doing it every day. Um, so the five to 10 minutes is really doable. And, um, what do you, what would you suggest when you just feel like what's happening here? Like I I hear a lot of women say, all right, well, I sat there for 10 minutes and you know, I either fell asleep or like (laughs) nothing really happened. Um, for me, what's worked. And so maybe it'll work for some other people is using an app called insight timer. It's free. Yes. And what I like about it is that it's guided. So there are all different people that guide you through options and they have all different time options. So I pick the ones that are five to 10 minutes, you know, maybe 12 minutes or something. Um, but they tell you what to imagine, what to picture, what to think about. And so if you struggle with just sitting there in silence, maybe try something like that where you're actually, imagining specific things and they're telling you to breathe and they're telling you what to do next. So A, you don't get bored. So you just fall asleep. Um, but it also just helps you know what to do and to focus specifically on that continues to change. Yeah. So I really like that. And I think that's something people can at least try. Yeah, no, I, I love insight timer. That's a good tip. Um, okay. So what superpower now we're talking about superpowers again. Uh, what superpower did you have only to realize it was there all the time? I mean, I, I still would probably go back to those, those two, because that was the first time I really thought about a superpower in that way. Um, and so that was a really great exercise for me. And so I, I would go back to it being, um, taking risks. And that also means being flexible. Um, so especially, you know, when I moved around as a, as a reporter, I had to start all over in these new cities, not knowing anybody every time, or even just on a daily basis, I was going out to, um, different stories. I would go into work not knowing what I was going to do that day, Um, whether it was go to a wildfire or talk to a grieving mom or go talk to an inspirational police officer, whatever it was. Um, 
And so it's adapting to all of those situations and just going with the flow. So I think flexibility and risk-taking are definitely some of my superpowers. Mm. Um, And I can turn that into helping other people, encourage them to do the same or to just support them and know what it's like to have fear or, um, you know, celebrate them when they are able to accomplish something. So I think those would those would be my superpowers. Yeah, definitely sounds like it. Okay, and Erica, what do you do when you have a setback, like a major blow to, you know, a big disappointment, like you totally get knocked down? What how do you respond to that? In order to not completely get, you know, derailed from your yeah. from your life or from what you're doing. I think it's important to recognize how we're feeling about about it and looking back on it, could I have done something different that I can learn from? And if not, then trying to to understand that you did your best, right? So I talked about success for me is knowing that I absolutely tried my best, that I put my best foot forward no matter the outcome and that I went for it. And so as long as I know that I won't have regrets because I tried and I knew that if I didn't try, then, you know, who knows, um, then even if it's disappointing and I'm sad about it for a moment and I can recognize that sadness, it's at least I tried and I did my best. And if I didn't do my best, I'm going to learn from it for next time. Mm-hmm. And ev- and it's reminding yourself that every successful person has failures and setbacks that they can point to. And so that shouldn't stop us. Yeah. And Erica, what advice would you give yourself 10 or 15 years ago? I think it would be to, you know, hold on to the good stress and let the bad stress and anxiety go and try to have fun along the way. Because, you know, especially when I first started out in my career, I was so focused and so worried about uh, being good and taking it to the next level that I didn't let myself really have a life um, outside of that. And I had all this unnecessary worry about how it was going when in reality, that didn't make a difference of what I was doing. It's, you know, it's having that good stress of, okay, I need to to be my best, but it's letting go of the extra anxiety that doesn't help you. And it's funny because in my first job, I learned six months into it that my boss was telling people not to tell, how horrible is this? They were telling me not to tell, they were telling them not to tell me that they thought I was doing a good job because I wasn't under contract yet and they didn't want me to leave. And so it was like this moment after hearing that and realizing it, that here I was so worried about how I was doing because nobody was really telling me that I was doing a good job. Um, but I didn't need to, I didn't need to worry so much. I could believe in myself that I'm doing my best again, and that's all I can do. And that actually became a little bit of a mantra for me as I worked my way up. If I would get that extra anxiety is like, you're doing your best and that's all you can do. Um, but I would say to start that idea earlier (laughs) and to kind of let yourself have fun you know, even as you're trying in your career. I know. It's so funny, isn't it? This advice that we would have given our younger selves because it's like we wouldn't have listened probably. I know. You have to experience it. That's <laughs> yeah. the thing. Yeah. But I, I would say there's moments that I have to remind myself of that stuff now, yeah, you know, let's totally. be honest. Yeah, totally. Okay. A couple more quick questions. Um, do you identify as a feminist? Sure. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I think was, anybody who anybody who wants, you know, equal pay and equal everything in society is a feminist. I don't think um, it means that you have to be taking certain actions or not. Great for people that do and great for people that, that don't feel that they want to. But I think as long as you feel like everyone should be equal, then you're a feminist. Yeah, 
Yeah, totally. The word is so loaded that that people interpret it differently. So sometimes when I dig into what people really believe, they they truly are a feminist. They just don't identify with that word, which is so interesting to me. But I think now in the last year with the, the whole women's movement kind of rising up again, I think more and more people are identifying with that word again. You know? Yeah, I think so. And I think it depends on your experience. What are other people saying about that word? And, you know, what's your environment surrounding that word? Um, yeah. But again, I think it just comes down to, I mean, if you look at the definition, it's usually uh, just that you believe that there should be, that women should be equal in all aspects of society. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. Last question on a lighter note. Yes. What are you reading right now? What's on your nightstand? So um, I am like a few pages from being done with a book that my friend gave me, which I'm sure people have heard of. It's You're a Badass at Making Money. Hopefully mm-hmm. I can say that word, sorry, um, by Jensen Sparrow. Yeah. Um, and because you know, I've been so into the business stuff because I did journalism for so long and then I started the the business aspect of it. So I've been reading all business books and listening to like a lot of business podcasts and stuff like that. Um, so that one's a really good one. Just again, it's that belief system and how that impacts what you do and what you can accomplish. It starts by believing that you can and that goes from making money to just accomplishing and having big dreams. Mm. Did you read the first one, You Are a Badass? I didn't. Yeah. Um, I my friend if, gave me this one. so Yeah, I wonder what how it's different. I've read the first yeah. one. I think I'm going to pick up the the money one as well. It'd be interesting to see what she does, you know, differently there. Yeah, um, it's it's more about um, your belief system specifically on around, money and making, yeah. 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 Cool. Okay. Well, Erica, it's been so fun having you on the show. I'm so pleased to have you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. This was a blast. Yay. So um, we, uh, again, Erica Mandy with um, The Newsworthy, and uh, you can get the free download at um, wellwomanlife.com slash podcast. That's it for our show today. Remember, if you need support to live your wellwoman life, head over to wellwomanlife.com slash Facebook to join us. Our monthly live event, Well Women Drinks, brings women together to share our successes and challenges as women, leaders, moms, aunts, sisters, and all the other roles we carry. If you'd like to attend a Well Woman Drinks near you, or if there isn't one in your city yet and you'd like to start one, email info at wellwomanlife.com. If you enjoyed the show, please take a moment and subscribe in iTunes and leave a review. This helps raise visibility, which is super helpful when it comes to producing the show every week. For feedback, comments, or just to let me know you were listening today, find me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Well Woman Life. I'm Giovanna Rossi for The Well Woman Show. Until next time, have a super powerful week. Mm-hmm.